I arrived to the US with only $100. People say once you learn your third language, the fourth one, the fifth one, guess is here, just because of the similarities. Yeah, I'm just gonna have to take his word on that one. I'm Ken Cooper, and this is Around River City. Thanks for joining us. This time around, we're gonna have a pretty adventurous conversation with Adamar Lino Cortez. He's from Bolivia. Now, I met Lino. He said it's okay for me to call him Lino. I met him while he was tending bar at La Cobb over at uh, La Chateau. He's very good at that. But he also has a really cool story. In fact, you might even call it inspiring. So stick around. Right after this, we'll find out what brought Lino Cortez to La Crosse and how he got here. This is Around River City. Welcome back to Around River City. It's the podcast about the people that make this such a cool place to live. The other day, I had a chance to sit down with Adamar Lino Cortez. It's a beautiful name, isn't it? Adamar. At least it is when he says it. Adamar. Yeah. Adamar. I have never. Adamar. I've never heard that name before. Is that a common name where you're from? Uh, well, that's my dad's name, so. That's it. Yeah. You know, do you my, like, do you like yeah, it? I liked it. So yeah. I I had to like go by Lino. So I have two last names. Lino Cortez are Lino Lino's is my dad's last name and then Cortez is my mom. Okay. But I went Lino when I got here I I was like Lino is shorter, easier, so kinda Well, I should apologize because I thought that was your first name no, at first. It's, it's all good. Okay. No problem. Okay. So tell me where you're from originally. I'm originally from Santa Cruz, Bolivia. So that's more in the west side of my country. Is, it, is that the mountainous? No, that'll be in the other side. Oh, okay. So a lot I know about Bolivia. I have to confess, uh, when we were here at La Cave the other night and I met you for the first time and you told me you're from Bolivia, the only thing I knew about Bolivia is that was where Butch and Sundance went. Uh, at the end of Butch Cassidy and the Sundance <laughs> so, And you had no idea what I was talking about. I'm, I'm guessing that's an age thing. It could be, yeah. I... It's a good movie, probably long before you were born. How old are you? I'm 28. I'll be 29 this year. Okay. I have a 29-year-old daughter. So you've had a long route to get from Bolivia to where you are now. So I, I, I guess I'd like to start at the beginning. Can you tell me a little bit about your home you're in Bolivia tell me what it was like or what it is like absolutely so I grew up in Bolivia I was born in Santa Cruz so just like a normal kid uh, went to school helped my parents my parents own a big chicken farm so going to school helping my parents in the farm um, once in a while play soccer but we were so busy with school and all this stuff, and then my family didn't really have the sources to um, help me out and afford to go to a soccer club. So I mainly play soccer on the street. Um, that's your passion, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so that's, that's my passion, and that's, soccer is mainly the main reason why and I end up here in the U.S. Before we leave Bolivia... I'm I'm really curious. What do you think is something we should know about your country that we don't know or that you would like us to know? Absolutely. I feel like throughout all these years here in the U.S., a lot of people that hear Bolivia is they hear La Paz. 
So right. La Paz is considered where or the government and all the politics happen. And unfortunately, the the dress from the Andes, as you will say, um, the outfit. So people picture you, oh, you're from Bolivia. Uh, you should be wearing long long pants with a hat and oh, a vest yeah. the like, traditional the traditional clothing. like okay. clothing you know but and that's all they know so i wish they they could see it's not just bolivia it's not all about la paz you know we have another states like santa cruz is really beautiful um oruro potosi pando cochabamba all those states are very different and it would be nice like not just when people just say, oh, you're from Bolivia, where is your hat or where is your pants, you know, like right. your traditional clothing. So we we kind of more a little more update, you know. Well, yeah. so, well I, you know, the first time I met you, you're wearing a, two of my favorite things, a polka dot shirt and a bow tie. And you were rocking <laughs> them, man. We, uh, looked a lot better in them than I do. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. How long have you been away from there? So it's been eight years since I left wow. Bolivia. Yeah. Um, initially, uh, my whole goal after graduating high school, I wanted to leave my country. Uh, the main reason was because at the moment, my parents weren't doing really well and like uh, financially. And I just wanted to leave my country to find better opportunities, not just for myself, but my family as well. And I had set up like, so I was 17 and I was playing already at the age of 15 I was already playing in my first soccer academy so and then it took me a year to just move up to the more professional level so I was playing in the professional reserve team in Bolivia and I was playing futsal as well professionally and I got a few scholarship in around South America so I was being looked at in Argentina, Brazil, Paraguay, and uh, Uruguay. So I had a lot of friends and family in Brazil, So that's, and I wanted to go for medical school. So I was like, well, Brazil doesn't sound too bad. So I kind of had all my mind set up to move to Brazil after I graduated high school. Uh, but it didn't happen, so I stayed after high school. I went to college for a year. Uh, I was doing medical school in Bolivia. And then throughout that year, um, I played soccer. I was playing one. I was really one step closer to play professional. And and one of my physical therapists, he said, hey, do you hear there are sub soccer coaches from the U.S. looking for players? This, there are going to be tryouts Friday through Sunday. You should go. I was like... In Bolivia? In Bolivia, oh. yeah. And then uh, at that time, I was already... Like I mentioned before, my mind was already set to go to Brazil. I was gonna go to school. Like I already sent my application and everything. Um, uh, we are lucky because in my city, Santa Cruz is bordered with Brazil. So half of the city speaks Spanish and the other half is like Portuguese. So I happen to know both of the languages. And so, English. And English as well. <laughs> <laughs> but, that's, uh, you know, that's really impressive. But that came out, like the English came out, came out later, you know, and so my mom, was, like I said, was in Brazil 
and I was like, I'm going to Brazil. I'm gonna play soccer. I'll be close to family. I'll yeah. be able to help them too. And well, I decided to the tryouts anyway. So we did a tryouts, and it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Sunday the last day. We were like 500 players, and they chose 50. And then they all talked to our parents, and they were like, "Well, we have this type of scholarship, and we would like your son to move with us," you know. And my parents didn't even think about it. Like that was crazy for me because, like, you come here, education is really expensive, especially for a international student. Yeah. So. The scholarship, it wasn't bad, so I was... It wasn't a full scholarship? It wasn't a full scholarship. It was like a 60% scholarship, and then I will have to pay the 40%, but it's still with the situation like my parents were at the moment, I was like, I don't know how we're going to make it. How did it compare with the cost of going to school in Brazil? Uh, well, it was still half of the what I had to pay coming here okay like let's say a year in college in brazil will be five grand and then here i will have to pay like 10, 10 yeah, yeah, grand you yeah. know so that was so that way i will do it and i was so lucky that all my family members they heard about that and then they were happy that i got a chance to come here so they were like well we'll help you out so I got my godparents, some uncles and aunts. They they helped me out to get a ticket, the flight ticket. So they all uh, sponsored me with a flight yeah. ticket. Well, that's awesome. And I arrived to the U.S. with only $100. All right. So just to catch us up on Lino's story, uh, he's a young kid. He loves soccer. He's just arrived on a whole new continent. And he's got 100 bucks in his pocket. Plus, we're going to find out he doesn't speak English yet. This is Around River City. I'm Ken Cooper. More of Lino's adventure coming up right after this. This is Around River City. And by the way, you can check out every episode of the podcast and subscribe to it at AroundRiverCity.com. There's a lot of really good local information there, too. So... When last we heard from Lino, he had just arrived in the U.S. from Bolivia with a suitcase and $100. So that's all I had, and then I landed in Colorado, and then my first school was a community college in Nebraska. <laughs> yeah. We laughed about this the other night when we heard this story for the first time. <laughs> so Nebraska, um, it's a lovely part of this country. It's a really flat part. I, I don't no. know. How did it compare with your home in uh, Bolivia? Well, like in my head, it was the U.S. and big buildings and big cities. and It's all New York from coast yes. to coast. Uh, the moment I landed in Colorado, I was like, I needed to find another f flight ticket to go to Nebraska. But unfortunately, I land around midnight, so all the airlines were closed and it was like a big snowstorm. That day, first time I saw snow as well, that day. <laughs> so I was like, wow, I didn't speak any English at the moment. I knew the basics, but not much. So um, I met a great guy during the, during the flight. He was in Brazil. 
learning Portuguese and then we Wait, said, he was an American yeah he, okay he was from Colorado and then he's like whoa I went to Brazil and learned Portuguese so that's how we communicate so the whole trip we were talking and then once we land he's like okay bye good nice to meet you I was like, okay so I went and I was trying to look for the airlines and everything to go to Nebraska, but everything was closed. And then I was like, well, I think I've got to get ready to sleep in the airport. So, and then my friend, he came back again and he's like, you need help? I was like, yeah, I need to find a ticket to go to Nebraska. He's like, well, everything is closed, but you know what? You should go to my house with me and then we'll figure it out. Oh, that's nice too. He was very nice and I will always, I still, I'm in, still in touch with him and I'm always grateful for him. Um, so we went to his house. I didn't even think about it. I was like, I don't, I don't feel like sleeping in the airport. So I'll go with him. And then <laughs> when I tell the story, like people will say, like, what if, you know, yeah. I, at the moment I was like, he seems a nice guy. Yeah. We talked the whole. I wonder if, uh many Americans would have said yes to another American making that offer. Maybe we're a little bit more cynical. Could be different, but yeah, yeah it was. Well, that's great. So that was nice. And then it happened the next day we had breakfast and we, I met his girlfriend and he's like, where are you from? I'm, I'm from Bolivia. And she's like, no way. I was like, yes, I'm from Bolivia. Why? And she's like, well, my boss is, husband he's from Bolivia too so I was like what are what are the odds you know yeah. like you are the first person from Bolivia that I've met I didn't expect that any other people from Bolivia would be like so close in Colorado so and then so they got me the contact with them so I stayed with the Bolivian guy and his family and then they helped me out to move to Nebraska and that's I would wish that story to to happen for everyone who comes here. I, I, that was a wonderful story. I'm curious. I'm sure that when you, your plane left Bolivia, you were excited. When you landed in Colorado and you were aware that you didn't speak much English and you were aware it's late at night and you see it's snowing and you've got to get another flight, were you scared at all or were you still just excited? It was a mix of emotions. I was mainly more excited, but a little worried where I was going to end up because just the language. I just, people would come and ask me if I needed something, but I just, my only answers were like, yes, no, okay, you know, and I was like, I didn't know what to do, but mainly it was more excited, especially I was a little worried because that night, I was supposed to meet the coach that was going to pick me up from the airport and then he would drive me to Nebraska. But then my flight got delayed and oh, everything got okay. messed up with the snowstorm and everything. Right. And, and so, that's why you needed another flight. Yeah, so he, they left me. So eventually you got to Nebraska. I did, I did. So And it was also like, uh, for me it was very interesting when I got there, so I, I got to the university and then the the boss dropped me off right at the door of the dorms and then people knew I was coming. So I never like figured out how people knew, but people were waiting, like they knew I was coming. So <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm here. And mainly like when I was on the drive bus, I was like, 
Nebraska. So I took a nap, woke up, everything was flat and cornfields, <laughs> endless cornfields. So it kind of felt like I was back home, you know, like yeah. the farm and all the cornfields. And Were you surprised it looked so familiar? A little bit, yeah. Just, it was a little cleaner than back in Bolivia, but it, it was, I was like, this feels familiar, so yeah. That must have felt good. So it felt good, and that's why when people say Nebraska, you know, why? I still have a, something very special with that state, so, and I, I learned English there. I have very good memories in my community college, met great friends, professors, and yeah. So that was my first two years in the U.S., Nebraska. Well, for, for a lot of people like me who don't live in Nebraska, Nebraska is just a state that you have to drive through to get to a lot of other places. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's the way we yeah. see it. You probably yeah. have a better appreciation for yeah. it than we do. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's some nice things to look at Nebraska. It could be a little windy and boring at times, but... Everywhere can. Everywhere can be, yeah, absolutely. And then you came to La Crosse, you made it? You made uh, it to La Crosse? So after those two years in the community college, I just got my uh, general studies. And then I transferred to a bigger school in South Dakota. So again. Moving up uh, in the world. <laughs> uh, I had different scholarships to continue and finish my undergrad. But then South Dakota was the one that was offering a little more. So I still in the back of my head, I was like, I I don't want my parents to pay more money that they should. So so that's why that was one of the main reasons I moved to South Dakota because I could have gone to New York, uh, again, Colorado, Miami, but South Dakota was good. And I think I don't regret it. Um, it was a very small town, 10,000 people. Uh, so I finished my undergrad there. And all the while you're playing soccer. Yep. I continue playing college soccer. I did my undergrad in sports science. And then my senior year, I wanted to be in my best shape for soccer. I was like, well, I don't know if I'm going to continue playing soccer. So I just want to make best out of it. So, and that's when I kept looking for professional teams here. And I found a cross. There's a semi-pro soccer team here in La Crosse, and I was like, well, I'm just gonna send my uh, player resume and talk to the manager. And I got an answer right away. He's like, yeah, I have a spot for you. You should come and visit us. So that's what I came that summer of 2015. And I came to La Crosse and I was like, wow, there's bluff, there's a nice river, beautiful weather, and I just fell in love with it and played summer, play soccer that summer, and I was like, met good people. I stayed with a host family, Amanda and Brian Krybeck. Uh, they are amazing people. And they were like, once you graduate, come visit us, you can stay with us, and I was like, didn't think twice, graduated, and then just came here, and yeah. And now you're you're playing, and you're also coaching, right? Yep, I'm still playing soccer, I'm coaching. Um, my first job here in La Crosse was, I was helping uh, the men's soccer team at Viterbo. 
So I was coaching there for a while and then I got the opportunity to continue my studies. I did a master's in business administration uh, last year. So that was kind of a big accomplish for me to wow. something Congratulations. I, something I what well, I didn't think about it, you know. So I was like I want to finish my undergrad and ma- the master program was in the back of my head, but I didn't think it was going to be that soon. But so I, I took advantage of the opportunity and uh, I don't regret it. Very happy with it. I learned a lot. And yeah, I'm still here in lacrosse and join my jobs, join coaching, enjoying playing and helping the community mainly. Helping the community. You know, those really aren't just words for Lino. This guy's got plans, big ones, for his home here in lacrosse and also his home in Bolivia. We'll talk about those plans coming up on Around River City. I'm Ken Cooper. This is Around River City, the podcast about the people that make this area such a cool place to live. Thanks for joining Lino and me for our conversation. I mentioned earlier that Lino's a bartender at La Cave at La Chateau. He's a good one. So I wondered how long he'd been mixologizing. Um, well, I started here at La Chateau four years ago. Okay. So I started being a server and kind of throughout the years I learned the back of the house, the front of the house, and... Boy, you really like to learn, don't you? I'll say so. I, I like challenge. So I like challenging myself and trying to get better every day. So what's your next challenge? My next challenge is right now, uh, I want to learn Italian. So I'm working <laughs> on learning my, my fourth <laughs> language. So Italian is... Why Italian? Ah, something with a romantic language for me. So Italian is something I want to go some someday. I want to go to Italy one of these days. And It seems like between English and Spanish and Portuguese, you could almost, I mean, you've got a head start. Yeah, yeah. So people say once you learn your third language, the fourth one, the fifth one, guess is here just because of the similarities and everything so i i can see that there's a few words and sentences in italian that is pretty similar with spanish and sometimes with portuguese so it's so just as an aside as somebody who learned english um is it the most messed up language ever (laughs) (laughs) it's very difficult but it helps nothing makes sense at times, yeah. But it helps a lot, like, when you are in the country where that language is being spoken, you know? Like, you you see every day, you hear every day, so that, that helps a lot compared to, like, you are back in Bolivia, but you're learning English, but you don't, you only learn an hour, two hours, and then... Did you learn it all from a book? I, I took some classes in college. I took very basic English. I remember friends making fun of me because I was like looking at those books from kindergarten and first, second, third grade. So, right. so I started from the bottom, but it, it, right. it, it, it was fun. It those was, are some of my favorite stories to read. Yeah, so. it, was, it was fun. and But it helped, it helped a lot being able to be in the environment all the time. Yeah. Is lacrosse home now or...? 
I would say so. Yeah, lacrosse, it became my home two years ago. I decided I was I, I love this place. I love the community. I have a good job. Um, I don't know if it'll be permanently, but uh, I want to stay here a few more years. I want to uh, have more experience on the business field and I'm pursuing my my goal. I want to have my own soccer academy, something uh, professional soccer academy, and take it back home. So, so people like me, with the story I told you, uh, have the opportunity to travel different countries, study, get scholarships, but with a little more guidance. Because I wish I could have a little more guidance when I came here, and that would be so much helpful and then maybe I would end up playing division one soccer um, but everything happens for a reason and now we always be grateful for all the opportunities I don't regret anything I miss family now you've been here eight years you said how many times have you been back to Bolivia uh try to go back home once a year okay so I go visit home for a month but this past year, my visit was a little short, only for eight, ten days, just because of COVID. But technology mm-hmm. advances every day, so it kind of help having the FaceTiming and being yeah. able to text your family if you have Wi-Fi. And so this this idea of your soccer academy that you want to have in Bolivia. What do you need to bring back to Bolivia to to make that happen? What kind of knowledge and experience do you think? you'll bring that can make that happen uh, mainly like how how to properly run and create different uh, solutions for people with uh, little resources you know because in my city there's so much talent but people cannot afford it you know soccer is getting Soccer is popular in Bolivia, but in order for you to go to a soccer academy, it's not it's not that it's crazy expensive, but still people prefer saving that money for something else than investing in their kids and be like, okay, I want you to... Well, there's always immediate needs that yeah. sometimes trump mm-hmm. those plans. Yeah, so I want to create a better solutions for people with little resources and so they can have, they can dream like I dreamt and, and have the opportunity to get out of the country or... Make those dreams come true? Yeah, absolutely. How planned out is your idea uh, yet? So my final thesis for the master program, I was looking on the feasibility of so creating a soccer academy in Bolivia. So I have all ready down, I have all like the programs and plans I would like to do, so... It's just a matter of saving up a little more money and then have that strong base and just start kicking it. At one point, I was like, I was thinking, well, if I'm going to be here for five, ten more years, uh, I feel lacrosse has the need of a big indoor facility. Not specifically for soccer, but sports. Um, it's really hard nowadays, like with this beautiful weather that we have. Yes, yeah, so on the day that we're recording this, it's I think it's a balmy day. We're at mm-hmm. eleven above. Yeah. So, <laughs> so just an indoor facility where we cannot just 
help the young kids also help the adults you know creating doing recreational activities for kids and for adults i think that's something it's been in the back of my head once covid hit i was like i feel like we we need we need an indoor facility where it can be run all year around and lacrosse needs it it'll be great you can run so many leagues you can do so many tournaments activities and bring so much so many people from the outside too yeah anything else you want to tell me uh, well i just want to say thank you for this opportunity i i didn't i have never done this before say thank you for the people that might hear this too and Thank you for all the people that helped me. I'm very appreciative of my job, my work, my friends and family back home. They're always in the back of my head. And yeah, thank you for the opportunity and thank you for your time. Is life good? It's good. Life is great. Aramar Lino Cortez, soccer coach, bartender, and man with a plan. I have a feeling all of his plans are gonna happen. Thank you, Lino, for the conversation. Thank you for listening in to Around River City. Just a reminder, you can check out all the episodes and subscribe at AroundRiverCity.com. And by the way, do you know someone with an interesting story to tell? You can let me know that, too. Till next time, I'm Ken Cooper, and this is Around River City.